Welcome to the Tea with Tina, your favorite podcast where we talk all things health, fitness, lifestyle, and maybe a little bit of tea gets spilled. We chat all about this in a super casual environment. So grab your beverage of choice, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Tea with Tina podcast. As I am recording this, my little black cat Banks is pawing under his food and water mat, which I don't really know what's under there. I don't want to find out. It's probably a bug. Um, I found a beetle in his water. It may be a cricket uh, because sometimes they escape (laughs) their enclosures for my leopard gecko luna i would not be surprised um also i have my ac in it is november and i still have my my ac in my window i know um and it keeps coming on no matter how cold it is i think it's because the heat vent below and it drives me nuts and uh yeah i just shut it off before recording (laughs) so that's that's where we're at right now. Um, for those of you who actually care about the topic that we're talking about today, I'm going to be predicting the 2023 fitness trends. So I thought that was really fun. I thought it was cool. Um, we're going to chat about that. Um, I am going to give a little mini life update for those of you who care. Continue to listen. For those of you who don't, just fast forward a couple minutes until you you know hear me talking about fitness trends. Um, but for those of you who do know, because I feel like I have a lot going on right now. I'm like in a big transition period. Um, I mentioned last episode, or maybe it was two episodes ago, that... I tested for a little bit higher of a TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone, which could mean I'm potentially um, hypothyroid or basically for my range, I'm subclinical hypothyroidism, right? We're kind of like borderline, you know, it could turn into full-blown hypothyroidism. Some people experience symptoms at this level, some people don't. Um, I kind of did, so I went to the doctor's. But where I'm at right now is I am basically going to retest my levels in three months. And I I do like this approach because I'm going to really try to nail down on my um, working out, you know, being consistent, doing everything right, making sure I have good recovery, really going to, you know, zone in on my eating, make sure I'm eating whole nutrient dense foods, um, you know, getting a nice balance of everything, varying my meals, not eating so much processed quick meals, but throwing in veggies and fruits and, and all the good things like that. Um, and yeah, sleep and stress. We're going to, you know, prioritize those things. And I'm going to see if my levels um, are the same or not. And I may have spoken about this a few times as well, but I mean, since I'm on the birth control pill, I don't know if it's attributed to this because there's so many different factors. I mean, I've been so busy as well. Um, so my workouts have been suffering. Yes, even as a trainer, our workouts suffer. Um, that's that's actually very common for fitness trainers. Um, we give, <laughs> we give, give, give. But um, 
I am probably up like five, five to 10 pounds, honestly. The water weight fluctuations have been insane lately. Um, again, which is another thing that's making me suspect that something is up. But, you know, I'm going to, you know, do what I would do if I was one of my clients and we're going to, you know, assess the baseline of everything. Make sure we have a solid foundation with all those things that I mentioned water, sleep, stress, really good food, um, and good workouts and see if that scale budges. Um, I am down, you know, the scale still jumps pretty drastically. Um, I do weigh myself day to day because mentally I can handle that, but I'm probably down, I'd say an average of three pounds over the month. And I wasn't super strict with my tracking. I, I got the ball rolling with workouts and stuff, but um, yeah, we're down three pounds. So we shall see <laughs> if at the end of this three months, um, I can get the last bit of weight off and where my hormones are at. Um, so yeah, that was just a little update. I thought I'd keep you guys in the know about that because things are ever changing in my life. Um, I had some fatigue there and brain fog as well, but I, I literally don't know if it's because of thyroid issues or hormonal issues, or I was just like tired because I work like 10 hour days and come home and work on things like this. <laughs> um, but I love doing it. And one day this will be my full time gig, not podcasting. That would be cool if podcasting would be my full time gig. But you know, just my own business being online and educating y'all is my, um, full-time gig. <laughs> um, so thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting me because people like you who listen, honestly, that's what keeps me going. I see, you know, how many people stream my episodes and how many people watch them. And there's sometimes I'm like, holy crap, as many people like care about me just rambling into a phone. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate you. Uh, but anyways, we're going to move into the episode. So Health and fitness predictions for 2023. Um, there's a lot of good ones that I think I have. I'm going to say probably two or three of these are going to go really mainstream. So the first one is the most big one that I see starting to take trend now is running. Okay, I it, it was really weird because I started getting into the like IG fitness space in probably about 2014. And I, up until now, I've not seen running, like, be trendy. I mean, in little areas it is, but, like, when I got in the fitness space, bodybuilding and competing was trendy, if you can believe it. Um, everybody just wanted to be a bodybuilder. The guidelines were a little bit different. Um, things were just different back then. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was, like, the cool thing to do. I almost did one myself, but then I was like, nah, that's too unhealthy. I'm not going to do it. Plus, it was really expensive. Um... But yeah, running is the thing now because it seems like the past couple years, you know, strength training was being embraced and we are going to hang on to strength training. I just want to let you know that um, we love strength training here. We're going to keep that a thing. But that's the thing for the trend. I think we're going to see a lot of running combined with lifting so we're not necessarily going to go like balls deep with like just straight running but it's going to be that running lifting combo which i think is fantastic i am happy about um i see a lot more um education around running at least through the people that i follow because i try to follow um 
more sciencey based people and people who give out good information i'm not following like super trendy people but i see you know proper running form being taught things like zone training so like when you run how to you know run in a sustainable way not just to go all out um off the bat and then burn yourself out after a couple weeks um how to combine it properly with lifting and you know make sure you're fueling and and resting enough so i'm seeing a lot of these things and it's pretty exciting. So I hope this becomes a thing. It's kind of weird because I feel like <laughs> I feel like I am fed some subliminal messages or something because this always happens in my life. Does this happen with you where like you start to like do something as a trend, but like you don't realize it's a trend until after the fact. Like you just feel like it's naturally like, yes, this is what I want to do. And then it becomes a trend. I swear to God that happens to me with like everything in my entire life um, and running included. Like I remember you probably can look back in episodes in the summer. Um, we were training for like the Rugged Maniac, the the mud run I do. And it was a 5K and I used to run years ago. Um, and I haven't really gotten into it until now. And I started training for it. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing this. This is fun. This is cool. I love it. And I've been doing it since. And then once you know, it pops up more and more about this running. And I really think it's going to be a trend. Must just be a trendsetter. <laughs> Not really, but you know what I mean. Well, on the opposite end of the spectrum, because the health and fitness industry just loves to be black and white... I think another trend is going to be low intensity workouts. Um, so what does that mean? We're, we're going to put an emphasis on like walking, moving to feel good, stretching, and pretty much just more movement. I really think this stemmed from the pandemic when a lot of people, um, got work from home and some people, a, a good chunk of people kind of stayed there. A lot of people um, in the younger people, the working trend, we're not really working traditional nine to fives anymore. A lot of it's gig work to make ends meet because a traditional nine to five does not present the opportunity for growth as it did years ago. Um, but we won't get into that. That could be a whole other podcast episode. Um, but I, I think it's going to move that way because of the pandemic. You know, we're, we're a lot more on our computers now. It's a lot more home-based work. Um, even if you work a desk job, even if you work a physical job, your body adapts to doing those movements over and over. So you got to um, kind of shock your body and, and you got to do different workouts. Uh, but not everybody wants to lift. Not everybody wants to do Zumba or yoga or whatever. Maybe you just want to start by walking. You don't want to be like a fitness person. Um, so walk that's the like most amazing most simple free basic thing you can do is walk move stretch um i talk a lot about exercise snacks i really thought that was going to be a trend um for 2022 but it didn't really pick up i've seen like little spurts about exercise snacks but it's not like a huge huge thing from what i can see um but maybe it'll be a 2023 trend i freaking love exercise snacks they work um for certain clients i think if you have low motivation or you're short on time and you feel overwhelmed um like starting a big workout routine exercise snacks are your jam and i've wrote i've written whole workout programs around exercise snacks for my clients and they get results so it's pretty amazing um 
but yeah, low intensity workouts. Who doesn't love those? We love low barrier to entry. So that'll be cool. Next thing, this is influenced by Gen Z. Um, not shaming Gen Z by any means. I think it's actually a good thing. Mental health focus for working out. Okay, I think that's going to be a big thing. We're kind of going to shift away from the aesthetics. And, you know, it's always going to be there because that sells. You know, when you see someone with the pretty six-pack and the toned muscles um, and the hot pink sports bra, of course you're going to want that um, as it our human nature. But I really think we are going to shift that because that's just too damn stressful (laughs) to sit there and think about like, oh my God, I have to look this way. That goes back to that bodybuilding mindset. Like when you shift your focus to working out to feel good, because yes, you are going to get physical changes, but they do take a little bit more time. Not always a lot of time. You can see some physical changes pretty immediately, um, even within a couple weeks. But you know, we want these instant results and mental health is a great thing to focus on because when you work out you're gonna notice instantly that you're gonna have better sleep more energy um it's gonna be a great stress outlet your anxiety is gonna go down it could help with depression um so many great things so i i do think shifting to mental health is a good route to go um i think a lot of people also are gonna you know refer to self-care they use it as an outlet to just move in general so very excited about this trend i hope it's is a big one. Um, of course, as I said before, I feel like, you know, we can twist anything and, um, there's a fine line between like emphasizing something about mental health and then like coddling someone. So you, you run that fine line. You don't want to be a drill sergeant, but you also don't want to coddle to the point where that person isn't benefiting from doing anything. So keep that in mind. Next thing we have is, working out at home um i was kind of shocked i was reading a survey and it said like over 60 percent of people still work out at home um and i didn't i guess i didn't realize that because i (laughs) i work in gyms so my viewpoint's always skewed i will say though that we've had a lot of people cancel memberships because um they have a home gym or they get a peloton um, or they just don't want to come to the gym or they can't afford a membership. There's there's many different reasons. So I've definitely seen that kind of trend. But especially with Peloton, um, Peloton has grown, but I feel like it's definitely like not in a bad way. Like they have their cult following. They have their people. It's not like it's like insane. Like, oh my God, everybody has a Peloton. But it's like, wow, the people who have Peloton are like in it. So that's impressive. That's interesting. Um, I would love a Peloton myself. I can't justify like the monthly cost right now. I don't know about you, but I'm like so over monthly subscriptions. (laughs) I love monthly, like they have a place, like even for my coaching services. Hello, I have a monthly charge because it's a service that I'm providing. Um, so I understand if it's like a service and I guess Peloton could count as a service to some extent. But, like, you already spent so much money on the bike, and then now you have to pay this monthly fee to use it. Like, now they're charging monthly for, like, heated seats and cars or automatic start when you're paying, like, $50,000, $60,000 for a car. Come on. Like, no. That's when it crosses the line for me. Even, like, streaming services now are getting almost just as bad as cable. You watch. Here's Tina's prediction for the future that's not health and fitness. Cable TV is going to come back around because you're just going to be like, oh. 
just bundle everything <laughs> like that's what cable was so it it all comes back around um but yeah so working at home i think things like peloton um and knockoff pelotons that don't require monthly subscriptions are gonna pop up more um there's lots of great youtube videos out there shameless promo i have some youtube videos and i have a lot of um exercise demos on my youtube channel at tina wild and fitness but no honestly there's some amazing like free youtube resources out there um for all kinds of stuff and of course you're limited when you work at home nothing in my opinion is going to be as good as having a gym with like barbells and weights like body weight can only get you so far but if it's more of what you can enjoy and you have limitations as far as money and time and resources yes this is going to be better than nothing and it can get you pretty far but just something to keep in mind um then the next thing more online fitness coaching this is in my realm um or hybrid coaching mainly because it's accessible um i believe the pandemic kind of you know propelled a lot of online things forward because i even remember being in it um a lot of us were just kind of forced to do telehealth and things like that. And a lot of providers maybe weren't even comfortable doing it. Like older doctors who weren't as technologically um, advanced, <laughs> I guess is the word. Um, even trainers, like trainers didn't really know what to do. Um, so we started live streaming and like that we have these apps and fair game i literally started officially online coaching right before the pandemic like two or three months before again here i am hopping on the trends before they start right but i dabbled in online coaching um probably for about a year or two before 2020 but january 2020 i officially started like with my first online coaching client i was like this is serious i'm not like just dabbling in doing it like as a favor like this is a real business now so that's when i started um but no i definitely think it's gonna go more online fitness coaching because it seems like everybody and their mother has an app um however i don't know whether the quality is there i think the one thing that sets a lot of good coaches apart is their ability to share empathy um, and to add personalization, even comparing it to Peloton. Like Peloton's awesome and they have their instructors. And yes, they're very um, like emotional, like they have their personalities and things like that. But nothing beats that one-on-one -on -one um, personalization where you really build a relationship with someone and get to know someone. I mean, this has been popping up more and more in my brain. I'm comparing my online fitness coaching and I mean a lot of other people's style as well to almost like a therapist. Cause when you, when you train in person, a lot of the times you're just going to get, you know, the workout you come in for, you know, your hour or half hour, you get your workout, you chat and catch up, you know, and then you leave. There's not a lot of time to kind of like sit in the office and have like that therapy style session, right? And that's how I like to explain online fitness coaching. You know, we're going to build a relationship over time and I'm going to really get to know you beyond the workouts. Um, we're, we're going to get to learn about your nutrition or like if you had a bad week or a good week and we're going to chat about that. It's so more dimensional, multidimensional. And I think that's another reason we're going to go this route as well. Um, the old gym structure, I think it's just starting to die out. I mean, it works in certain 
cases. Um, but this is just so much more multidimensional. I think it's going to work for a lot more people. It can be more affordable, more accessible. Um, that's the route that we're going. And I mean, again, shameless promo. If you are intrigued about online coaching, you want to know what it's all about, let me know. I'd be happy to, um, set you up in my app, you know, without a charge. So you can kind of see how it works. I have sample workouts I give people, um, just to experience it because something like that, like, I know me, I want to try before I buy, um, especially something like that where you don't really know what to expect because online training, I mean, people do it so many different ways. Um, I personally love the one-on-one approach that I do. I'm hoping as I grow that I can offer more like group style coaching programs and more live workouts and things. I just don't have the capacity to do that right now, but trust me, I would love to do it if I had the time and resources. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Online fitness coaching, that's definitely going to be a more big thing now for sure. Um, And combining it, like I said, with hybrid. I have many clients that they might train with me once a week and then they um, do online for the rest of their workouts and they still have the accountability, but they still get to see me in person. That's a really nice option for people who are local and maybe you love a trainer and you want to see them in person, but you also, you know, kind of want that trainer in your pocket when you're on your own, you know, because it's hard when I have clients in person. They're like, so what do I do on my own? And I can tell you some things, but I feel like you're just going to get so much more out of it if you um, utilize like online coaching features. So that's my two cents. Little biased, maybe. (laughs) Um, Okay, last couple things I got for you here, though. We have better wearables okay we have things like the aura ring that are out again another thing that i want but you have to spend like 400 dollars, and then it's a monthly subscription <laughs> to use all the features it is only like five dollars but you know what five bucks here ten bucks here it all adds up and i'm just <sighs> i'm over it <laughs> but um aura ring it's really good from what i see i think it's awesome it can track like your temperature changes and when you're ovulating and it gives you a readiness score i think fitbit does a readiness score now too um which i think is really cool i think these wearables are getting more advanced the apple watch i've noticed with clients um the calories actually now match what um they would be when they're wearing like a heart rate strap which i originally thought was like the most accurate which it still is very accurate but like i said apple watch is catching up so that's good i'm happy about that i think um like i said they're gonna get more precise they're gonna become more well-rounded they're not just step trackers and calorie counters anymore they're gonna assess like your wellness scores and they're gonna say hey how ready are you for the day are you sick do you need to rest um there's gonna be things for your heart health sleep i mean it's gonna be great so i think that is a plus um then we have chlorophyll water okay this was one i googled i'm not gonna lie um i have no idea what this is i think it's gonna be a stupid a stupid trend like alkaline water like come on um this is something with like the rich people that when they're bored and they want to feel healthy they're gonna drink like chlorophyll water so this is what they're saying chlorophyll water is an easy way to detox uh here's the red flags detox promote skin health and provide the body with significant amounts of antioxidants like what what i'm pretty sure you could probably just get chlorophyll from your vegetables right because like chlorophylls and plants It also improves the quality of red blood cells, thereby enabling them to carry more. No, I can't. 
I can't. I'm done. <laughs> I I know I'm going to see chlorophyll water and be upset. Because listen, nothing they're saying is wrong. But it's like the green supplement. Like the amounts that you're getting probably aren't enough. The way you're absorbing it. Um, they're overpriced. Like you could just be eating vegetables. <laughs> it's one of those things like, yeah, it might work for some people. But really, no, no, no. Can't get behind it. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's chlorophyll water. Um, and then the last thing I have is more plant-based meals. I find this interesting because, okay, this is just a personal experience, but I feel like, you know, probably a couple years ago, like being vegan, like really hit the mainstream, right? Um, you really only heard of like those rich Hollywood girls would be the ones that are like vegan, right? But now it's becoming definitely, like I said, a lot more mainstream. And at first, I I respected the vegans, but I couldn't see myself doing it. And I definitely don't think I will ever be 100% like meat free because I do love meat. <laughs> um, all kinds. But um, I find myself enjoying the vegan meals more and more and I think it's just because there's more accessibility and there's more options like when I go to restaurants I like look at a meal unintentionally I'd be like oh it's vegan but it sounds so delicious you know it might be like goat cheese with um oh wait is goat cheese vegan oh god I don't know I'm sorry but it'll have like mushrooms and quinoa and um you know pasta and things like that and a ton of veggies and it'll be so good so stinking good and i don't even need the meat with it and i find myself getting these options more and more um so i love that i love that we have like the different pasta varieties there's like i said a lot more tastier vegan options now um so that's really cool to see i mean we have the impossible burger i still have yet to try one but even burger king has it right so i mean that's pretty cool i think it's definitely becoming a little bit more widely accepted um so that's good. And it's good for the environment. Save the cows, right? Um, and another cool thing that we do at my house um, with me and my husband is we've decided to do one plant-based meal per week for dinner and one like fish meal because we don't really get a lot of fish. Um, you should get a couple servings of fish a week you know, to vary in your diet. Um, if not, I definitely recommend supplementing with a fish oil, like a high quality one. Don't get a cheap one because it's not going to be worth your time and your body's not going to absorb it. Um, but if you can't, you know, fish is the way to go. Um, but yeah, the vegan meals, I've been loving them. Like, honestly, I don't know what it is. I just feel like health when I eat them. <laughs> so that's exciting. Again, I'm glad that we're going to see more plant-based meals. Um, and they're going to be tasty and fun. So we got that. But all right, guys. So that are my, those, that are, those are my predictions for 2023. The big health and fitness trends I see coming out more. So, you know, let me know. I, you can follow me and message me um, on Instagram at Tina Wild and Fit. I'm on TikTok. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on everything, um, honestly. <laughs> so, I mean, wherever you want, you know, you can shoot me a message. Um, also, you can share this podcast episode. That would mean a lot to me. That means more people get to see this. And if you want to be extra special, you can rate and review this. If you leave a review, I'll definitely send you a free gift for sure. Just 
uh, screenshot your review and send it to me. But I want to know, you know, were you surprised by these predictions? Do you think these predictions are going to be true? Are there any predictions that you think are going to be for 2023 that I didn't mention? I want to hear your thoughts. So definitely share them with me. I always love to chat. My inbox is open to all. Um, But with that, guys, I will leave you. Um, I am headed to bed. It's a late night podcasting night, but we will chat soon. I hope you have a fantastic week. And that's all for now. Bye.